0: Plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day?
1: it's that time of week of day of hour it is star style be the star you are thank you for being with me here on my informational playground a lifestyle show that hopefully catapults you to the stars and helps you land on them i am cynthia bryan Coming to you live on the Voice America Network, this is the Empowerment Channel, and this program is brought to you under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity to empower women, families, and youth through some positive media messages, and of course, to get you reading books so that you can be more literate. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are, please visit be the Star, UR charity at Be the Star, dot org. We are just wrapping up our shoe drive and we're getting ready for the pair festival that will be coming up in September. So more information at Be the Star, dot org. And this is from uh, Jim Rohn, who I had the great pleasure of um, being on stage with. And he also endorsed my books. I love his quotes. Formal education will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. And I think that is a, a very astute uh, a, a saying. So, um, coming up in our segment two, we're going to go into the garden, one of my very favorite places teaching kids to garden. It is such a rewarding and educational experience because as children nurture plants, they discover happiness, satisfaction, and a love for the natural world that stays with them throughout their lives. So I will be showing you how through gardening, children grow a healthy body, mind, and spirit. That's coming up in segment two. In segment three, kind of a fun piece that we're going to do do you remember when going to the mall was like the thing to do so but as retail has migrated to online shopping malls are really suffering some are actually closing and others are becoming housing units so we are going to look at kind of the history of the mall where it's been and what the future of america's malls will be but right now are you looking for ways to keep cool this summer i mean do you know the warning signs and the symptoms of heat-related illnesses because to stay safe and healthy we have to be able to beat the heat i do know that this week it has been a bit cooler um, across the nation at least that's what the news is saying and i know here where I am in Northern California, it is a substantially cooler, like 20 degrees cooler than it has been. And it's really a welcome change. And it's a lot cooler at uh, nighttime, too. Uh, but it's supposed to get warm again. And so we do need to be able to uh, keep ourselves safe. Now, the United States, it says, has been deep in the throes of a of the most scorching summer on record, the hottest summer that has ever been recorded. So it goes without saying that everybody is looking for ways to keep cool, both inside and outside. And especially if you don't have air conditioning, I do not have air conditioning. And I've always been somebody that I just thought, you know, the heat was fine. But boy, when it Last year it got up to, I think it was 109, and that's pretty difficult. And you can't help but feel for people who um, are living on the streets because those streets heat up to, you know, 130, 140, even higher. So it's very, very difficult to uh, keep cool. So, uh, you know, um, our elected officials are trying to get the word out that we have to have some safety when it comes to summer heat. And hopefully we can have some important reminders before more heat waves come. So some recommendations for staying cool, of course, always include if you can stay in an air conditioned indoor location as much as possible, that is really good. You wanna keep your body temperatures down But most important is always to stay hydrated by drinking lots of fluids. And that is especially lots of water. Um, You know, if you're drinking caffeine or caffeinated drinks or sodas, um, they actually can dehydrate you. So you wanna have lots of water. I always put some lemon or some lime or an orange or something, something citrusy in my water and it just seems to help a bit. When you're outdoors, please wear sunscreen. And don't forget, if uh, if you're not wearing a hat, you should put some sunscreen on your head too because even whether you have hair or are bald, your, your scalp can burn very, very quickly. And especially if you have light colored hair. You could use battery-powered fans um, in case there is a power outage. So and of course, with, um, with the heat and with people having air conditioning on, power outages are very, very common. So that is another reason to have some battery powered um, fans, radios, you know, those kinds of things that that can help keep the news coming to you of what's to come and to keep you a little bit cooler. You want to schedule any outdoor activities during the coolest hours of the day. So that would be, you know, early morning or later at night. Although in some parts of the U.S., it's still, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, it was still 95 or 100 degrees. So that's hardly cooler. So maybe your the idea is to stay indoors. You want to wear loose and lightweight clothing. If you are in an apartment or a house, um, keep your curtains closed during the day to keep the sun out of the house. That will just that will keep it cooler. And if you have blackout curtains, that's even better. And one of the most important things is not to leave your kids or your pets in, in a car. Because a car within 10 minutes can heat up another 20 degrees. And even if, you ha- if you're leaving the car running or air conditioning on, that's also very dangerous because um, a dog or a child could hit a gear shift and the car could move. And again, if uh, something were to, to go off, that child or that, uh, that animal could perish. So be very, very careful about that. I keep in mind that most libraries across the country will function as cooling centers especially in the event of a power outage. So if you are um, near a library and you need to keep cool, you know, pop inside, there'll be a a good book there for you. There's even, depending on the kind of library that you go to, you could probably watch a movie on a computer or something, but definitely there are books. But the most important thing is there'll be a drinking fountain and a restroom (laughs) and it'll be cooler air. Now, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention want people to know the warning signs and the symptoms of heat-related illnesses. So signs of a heat stroke, and heat stroke is very serious. People die from that all the time. That includes a high body temperature of 103 degrees, and it can even go higher. If you start feeling dizzy, if you have um, a headache, Um, If you have hot, red, dry or damp skin, if your pulse is fast or really strong, uh, if you feel nauseous or confused or uh, especially if you lose consciousness, it is absolutely imperative to call 911 immediately as this is a medical emergency. If somebody around you this happens to uh, move that person to a a cooler location, and attempt to lower the person's temperature with cold cloths, a cool bath, ice. Uh, But you don't wanna give people something to drink at that point, but you do wanna get their temperature, their body core temperature down. So uh, you can wrap ice in a towel, uh, you know, or again, um, cold water in an ice bucket, put their hands, their feet in a bucket now, symptoms of heat exhaustion would include heavy sweating, cold and pale or clammy skin, a fast, weak pulse. Again, it could, you could be vomiting or have some nausea, muscle cramps, a tiredness or a weakness, dizziness, headache, and of course, fainting. And if you experience heat exhaustion, The CDC recommends again, that you would move to a cold, uh, a cooler place, loosen your clothing or take clothes off. uh, And again, put some cool wet cloths on your body. If possible, get into a a cool bath, or uh, if you're near a pool, get into a a cool pool. And um, sip water, not drink, but sip. If you are vomiting, your, or your symptoms get worse or they last longer than an hour, it could mean that you are experiencing some, some heat stroke and you do want to call 911. You want to get uh, medical attention immediately. Sadly, the emergency rooms around the country have been filled with heat-related illnesses. And again, that several have led to deaths. So we have to be very, very careful. Another heat-related illness is heat cramps and what that involves is um, if you were doing some intense exercise and it involved you know heavy sweating uh, combined with uh, muscle pain or spasms so you I, in the heat you don't want to be exercising you don't want to be running or or um, or doing any you know lifting weights it, for me it's like gardening and I have to be careful because sometimes I tend to push it um, I do keep a big, big jug of water with me and just make sure you drink water before you even feel thirsty because once you're feeling thirsty, you're already dehydrated. And if you just have any of these symptoms at all, a, a, a cramp that, you know, you're feeling just a little out of it or dizzy or just kind of like blah, get into the cool. So the CDC advises under, if you were exercising in any way, just to stop that physical activity. Again, move to a cool place, drink water, or you might need a sports drink. I mean, if you really are dehydrated, you probably need to get your electrolytes up. And you have to wait for cramps to go away before you commence any additional physical activity. And anything that lasts longer than an hour, and that includes the cramps, you have to get medical help um, if you're on a low sodium diet, or if you have any high, uh, heart problems. You should just get medical help right away because uh, that you, in the heat you lose salt, you lose the sodium. This is why you get your electric uh, your electrolyte balance can go off, and you can just pass out. Now sunburns can cause painful, red, and warm skin. But extreme cases can also produce blisters and sudden burns, as we know, um, are really bad for your skin and can lead to skin cancers. The CDC recommendation on this is to stay out of the sun until the sunburn completely heals. And of course, to avoid sunburns, it gets back to wearing sunscreen and hats and protective clothing. You, if you have a sunburn, you can put Cool cloth on the sunburned area. You can take a cool bath. You can put a moisturizing lotion um, on the affected area. I like putting aloe vera. I'm a big believer that everybody should be growing a plant of aloe vera. And the reason for that of growing this plant of aloe vera is um, all you have to do if you have a plant in your garden or on your on your windowsill is, uh, you know, break a piece of the plant off, rub it on your skin. And it's amazing, first of all, how it takes the sting of the sunburn away, but it's also good for cuts and uh, bruises, but it actually helps you heal very quickly. So aloe vera, it is a succulent and it is just a fantastic remedy. And definitely if you have blisters, do not try to break them. Some people are more prone to getting a heat rash and it can look like a heat rash, can kind of look like red clusters of small blisters that they, they kind of resemble pimples that would be on the skin. And uh, that heat rash usually would occur on your neck, your chest, your groin, on your elbow creases, and sometimes behind your, um, your knees. So, again, the CDC, the tips for that is, again, get to a cool, dry place. You want to keep that rash dry. And probably using baby powder to soothe the rash would be good. Again, I use that aloe vera if there's a rash of any kind. So, as you can hear, a big part of staying cool during a hot summer involves keeping the environment that you live or work in cool and utility companies are offering tips for beating the heat that are also um, uh, you know cost effective so you can go online to check those and while air conditioning is the go-to choice for cooling a room a house an office it isn't good for the environment as we know and it is expensive on your wallet so if you have electric fans they don't always cool the air but they can keep it moving and that will help to to clear the body's evaporated perspiration. If you have ceiling fans, make sure that they operate counterclockwise because that will pull the colder air upward. And um, again, battery uh, battery powered um, fans can work great. Uh, Also, you might have a swamp, you know, a swamp cooler. I have a little small one that you just put ice in. It has a fan. And you put ice and water, and it blows cool air. And that can really help you, especially the one I have. It can just sit on my desk. So it, it keeps you cool. Of course, you do have to have ice. So um, again, uh, one of the biggest sources of unnecessary heat in the home is going to be in the kitchen. So if you are planning your meals when it's warm out, perhaps don't use the oven or the burners, you know, maybe either you, if you want something that's going to be hot, use a crock pot or a microwave oven, but perhaps just start you serving some cool salads, some fruit salads, things like that. Dishwashers also add heat to the kitchen. Some, this would be a good time to wash the dishes by hand or if you have a dishwasher you could turn it on you know before you go to bed or as i said early in the morning and these are just important tips to keep you cool and remember to keep your pets cool as well Uh, in another uh, show i will talk more about how to keep your pets cool and safe well when we come back from break it's going to be growing with kids as we go into the garden and talk about the importance of teaching children about nature and how to get their hands in the dirt. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be The Star You Are. We'll be right back. Stay with me. Be
0: the star you are, the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard. On the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is called...
1: One of my favorite garden writers, Gertrude Jekyll, said, I rejoice when I see anyone, and especially children, inquiring about flowers and wanting gardens of their own and carefully working in them. For the love of gardening is a seed that once sown never dies, but always grows and grows to an enduring and ever-increasing source of happiness. Boy, do I agree. I was immensely fortunate to grow up on a farm where both my parents were connected to the land and they taught their five children to care for plants and animals. and. At a very young age, we were each given a small plot of earth to tend as our very own garden. And we were told that we could plant whatever we wanted. We could plant fruit, we could plant vegetables, flowers, trees, or we could just let the weeds take over if that's what we decided to do. Now, we were also told that the success or failure of our plantings we're going to be 100% our responsibility. So each of us received this gift with gratitude and excitement because we each were able to create our own unique and individualized design. So the benefits of introducing children to gardening are so numerous and life enriching. Kids are inherently curious and they soak up new information. They're just like sponges gardening with children encourages a lifelong commitment to good environmental practices and the stewardship of our earth and since gardening is a hands-on experience kids relish getting dirty and wet i know i did (laughs) and especially enjoy finding and touching all the slimy creatures you know the frogs the lizards the the, uh, snails the slugs and even some kids are really excited about the snakes now As their grown-up garden guides, we have to teach them safety in nature. We have to point out that they must never nibble a leaf or a flower without knowing if the plant is edible because many plants are poisonous or they could cause allergic reactions. And the same holds true for picking up frogs and snakes and lizards and spiders and other critters. So educating our little ones about the natural world and how humans co-inhabit is part of our Critical supervisory function. But there are some major benefits of teaching your kids to garden. And I would really like to point some of those out to you right now. First is education. Yes, education. Uh, There's so much to learn besides learning sustainable practices. Kids are close-up witnesses to what we call the circle of life. We plant a seed or a seedling we water it, we fertilize it, we prune the plant. It matures, it flowers, possibly bears fruit. Annuals die at the end of the season. Perennials return the following year. Evergreen shrubs and trees maintain their leaves during the, during, uh, the year while the deciduous plants are barren in winter, but they relief in spring. So kids are learning botany, biology, and ecology, and these are all self-evident in the garden. Now health, health is really important for everyone and especially obviously for kids. And outdoor play is essential to developing a healthy body, mind and spirit. And gardening is an outstanding exercise and it's very playful. Pulling hoses, carrying rocks, weeding, raking, pushing wheelbarrows, hoeing and planting all contribute to stronger muscles and stress-free minds. Mental well-being. Don't we all want mental well-being? Well, mindfulness and tranquility are part of the gardening experience. And numerous studies have shown how anxiety and stress are reduced by spending even 20 minutes outdoors in nature. Nutrition. If they grow it, they will eat it. And I know this from experience with by not only my own children, but being a child at, at one point. Myself, but also with the kids that I've worked with over the years and working in 4-H and being a garden advisor in the 4-H experience and just working with kids in general. Kids, well, everybody, I think that when you grow your own things, it gives you more of an impetus that you want to try it. And you'll think it is more delicious, probably, because you put your effort into it. So if you were to ask a child where zucchini comes from, unless they are growing a garden themselves, they're probably going to tell you that it comes from the grocery store. Once when I was doing a gardening demonstration for children at an event, a fair, kids asked me why the iceberg lettuce on my demonstration plant wasn't wrapped in cellophane. Can you imagine? And I had a similar question when I was um, at a petting zoo with my different barnyard animals, and uh, my chicken laid an egg. And a child said to me, well, what's that? I said, it's an egg. Well, what do you do with it? The child retorted. And I kind of like looked at it like, are you joking? But I said, well, you cook it and eat it. It's a fresh egg. And the answer but it's not in a carton, that was the prompt and very surprised look on the child's face. And I have heard the same thing like with cucumbers. Well, why aren't the cucumbers in, in uh, plastic wrap? You know, because when you go to the store, you get them in plastic wrap. So it's very interesting to me how unless you teach children where their food is coming from, Their answer is probably going to be, if you ask them where it's coming from, it's going to be that it comes from the grocery store. So we do need to teach them the benefits and nutritional values of growing our own produce. And in this way, they're going to establish healthy eating habits. Now life skills, perhaps more than anything else, gardening instills skills and qualities that are gonna last a lifetime Fostering cognitive development and problem solving skills. Some of these include patience, creativity, curiosity, tolerance, generosity, responsibility, pride, and respect. These are just a few of the virtues that we all learn in the garden. For example, we can't rush a tomato. We have to be patient and we have to learn that delayed gratification or reap rewards. I mean, if we were to harvest that green tomato, unless we were doing fried green tomatoes, it's probably going to be pretty sour and not taste very good. So we learn patience in that way. So this is something that is just one of the skills that we can learn in the garden. We, um, when we design a garden, it stimulates creativity and imagination. When we investigate that insect crawling on the artichoke, our curiosity is aroused. Now, tolerance of the misshapen or imperfect crops are necessary. Uh, We are responsible for our plant's life by providing it the essentials that it needs to survive. Soil, sunlight, water, and food. And when we harvest, we will feel pride that we have succeeded. And then we learn generosity because we will share the bounty i don't know any gardeners that don't want to share things that they grow i mean just today i um, gave a whole basket of apples from my one of my organic trees to um, to some friends that had uh, come by because i have plenty i don't need them all for myself and i want to share Also, respect, empathy, and compassion for all living things are grown in the garden. Also important, gardens teach us that mistakes are normal. Failure is fertilizer. When a plant dies, heap it on the compost pile, grow a new garden. And through gardening, children learn that there is no perfection. And that gives them permission to take measured risks and to make mistakes and that is a really, really big lesson. Environmental awareness, through caring for a garden, kids will develop a deeper appreciation for nature. They better understand the impacts of their actions and how they can personally contribute to a greener, cleaner planet. And when kids connect with nature, they will want to protect and conserve the environment for future generations So they will be developing a lifelong appreciation for nature's beauty, splendor, and grandeur. Now, there are some safe and very simple flowers that kids can grow. And I'm going to just give you a few of these right now because these will be safe if they get munched on or, you know, they're not going to cause rashes or anything. Sunflowers, marigolds, cosmo, clover, crocus, black-eyed Susan, cockscomb, dahlia, forget-me-not, geranium, hollyhock, lambs ear, lavender, nasturtium, passion flower, pansy, petunia, strawflower, sweet peas, verbena, and zinnias. And I just want to say how easy the hollyhock is to grow. At our pear festival, we'll, we will be giving out hollyhock seeds. We also will be giving Out, I believe um, we'll be giving out some um, some marigold seeds well we call them they're called pot marigolds so they are actually a calendula these are very easy to grow and calendula is also known as poor man's saffron so you can eat the flowers and you can add them to your salads and they're really pretty so this is a good thing for kids to grow so some easy vegetables for kids to grow would include the herb like basil, dill, mint, parsley, or carrots, cherry tomatoes, fantastic for kids to grow because they're so sweet and they, they grow rapidly and they're tiny and kids love tiny things. Corn, cucumber, lettuce, pumpkins, very fun to grow your own pumpkin that you could have for Halloween. It's a great thing for kids. Um, radishes zucchini and um, watermelon and who doesn't like watermelon so growing with kids is a rewarding and educational experience and as children nurture plants they're going to discover happiness satisfaction and a love for the natural world and this will stay with them throughout their lives and most of all through gardening they're going to grow that healthy body mind and spirit and all, the veg- all of those vegetables and flowers that I planted as a child because I chose to plant vegetables and flowers, they're long gone. But my youngest brother's garden is still thriving because what he chose to plant were tropical seeds, which grew into towering palms. And those palm trees are still on our farm today. So there is an ancient Native American proverb that I just love, and I think that We would all do well to live by this. Treat the earth well. It was not given to us by our parents, but it is loaned to us by our children. We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. And I think this is a good time for us to really contemplate um, that proverb as we are so overwhelmed and faced with climate change and global warming and we really do we really do want to save our planet for our children and i just want to remind you again if you haven't read that letter to my granddaughter's granddaughter that antonio guterres who was the secretary general of the united states wrote to his granddaughter's granddaughter make sure to look it up online because I just was, I was just really taken with how important it was and how we should all write this letter to our granddaughter's granddaughter. And he was fixed on one question. Will you open this letter in a spirit of happiness and gratitude or with disappointment and anger at our generation? Because we have to all stand for climate action, climate justice and better, more peaceful and sustainable world for all generations so that our children have a happy place to grow up in. And speaking of that, uh, my newest book, my 10th book, it's called Family Forever. It was in pre-sales earlier in the month, but this uh, two days ago, it actually launched. So it is now available in bookstores on Amazon and also at our website cynthiabryan.com just click on the star style store if you do decide to pick up copies of the book from the star style store the uh, money will go to be the star you are charity to continue our programming to help with this radio show express yourself and all the outreach programs that be the star you are does as well as you will get autographed copies and some extras in your, in your package. So again, the name of the book is Family Forever. It's the second book in Stella Bella's Barnyard Adventures. While you're there, you might want to pick up No Barnyard Bullies, which is the first book. And both are true stories from my barnyards. And if you're interested in knowing more about the backstory, You can check out Press Pass at Voice America on the Empowerment um, Channel's Press Pass, or just go to my website for the link. And I have lots of pictures of the actual animals that the illustrations are drawn from. And the books are beautifully illustrated by Jensen Russell, very colorful, and I think you're going to love it. So check out Family Forever, go to Cynthia Bryan, B-R-I-A-N.com and go to the Star Style store. I hope that you'll buy some books or give them as gifts because they really are special. So happy gardening, happy growing with kids. And when we come back from break, I'm gonna give you 10 tips that make for good business. And then we will be talking in our third segment, about the future of the shopping mall. Don't go away, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be The Star You Are. Be right back.
0: Change your world, change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites, here's Cynthia Bryan.
1: If you're looking for ways to grow your business and that will make good business, here are some tips that experts agree will help you to make this happen. First, brand and create brand awareness. Second, partner with compatible companies. Third, assemble a team of the best professionals. Four, motivate and inspire your employees. Fifth, do what you are best suited for, and then hire someone else to do the rest. Sixth, make sure that you're unique. Seventh, focus, focus, focus. Eighth, expand, but only when you have a strategy. And nine, exploit and explore the needs in the marketplace that will evolve new products. But tenth, probably the most important, persevere, persevere, persevere. Just don't give up. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. Be
0: the star you
1: are. The star you are.
0: The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Visit our website at BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376-376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. voice america at facebook.com forward slash voice america for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment it's power time on star style be the star you are with your passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryant now back to the power party. This business of show. Business
1: well, this should be kind of a fun me. segment because I'm going to talk about the mall makeover. I remember a few years back when my daughter did that uh, Yahoo commercial for which she got residuals for a very long time that was, were two uh, valley girls talking about going to the mall and you know, how they just love to hang out at the mall. And so I don't know how if you were ever a person that hung out at the mall. But I remember that when I was a teenager um, and a mall was built, I could, just couldn't. And it was a, it was about an hour away from the farm where we grew up. It was like the if you bought something, if you actually were able to drive to that mall and buy anything, it was just like, oh, you were so proud and you were so excited. And it just seemed like the epitome of, uh, of grandeur to go to a mall. And I'm thinking about an inside mall. But this is to- totally evolution in action, right? And the beginning, malls were just about retail. They were only retail. And then after a little while, they added some food, um, like a food court and then a little bit longer after that they started adding you know roller rinks or bowling alley or something that was fun but what's happening to america's shopping malls now and the answer kind of might surprise you because they are definitely changing so a lot of malls started you know back in maybe the mid 50s and they were literally Expanded to the suburbs because of the use of cars, and Americans were like moving. Americans were moving out of the big cities into once into what had been farmland, and homes were growing up where there were wheat, walnuts, or other crops had thrived, and these residentials had no services, so. This was an on-tap market and business men moved into that vacuum. And when I say business men, it is the right word because malls were designed exclusively by males. And none of them really knew anything about shopping because it was all retail. And early malls purposely didn't have a, even a place to sit. And the, but their thinking was if people were sitting down that they weren't buying things. Well, that was a huge mistake, right? Well, over the years, malls started becoming really boring because people like to do more than just shop. And so that shift evidently started around uh, in the 1990s. And that's when the trends started becoming apparent. There was a demand for things to do. They People wanted to be happy and entertained. and You know, have like an experience when they went to the malls. So that's when movie theaters and the food courts offered alternatives to just buying clothes and shoes. And it quickly became clear that people were really enjoying eating, drinking, and having movie nights. And, you know, they might stop by the toy store to buy something too if it was handy. Whereas previously, before this time, Malls were kind of a collection of stores that they were devoted to furniture, fashion and equipment, but now they became a gathering space that was focused on food, fitness and entertainment. And yes, fitness. Forgot to mention that Um, in these malls, there is almost always a gym. And the reason is obvious. At one time, apparel generated 70 percent of the income in a typical mall. Now apparel is only generating 20%. So business people, because now women are involved, had to rethink those old paradigms. So there are in malls of today, miniature golf, check. Escape room, check. A mirror maze, check. I mean, maybe not in every mall, but you don't have to look very hard to find a business or an experience that would have been just about unthinkable in a mall that was created back in the 1990s um, it, there's actually a huge I haven't been there but I've read about it an American dream mall in New Jersey and there's even a water park roller coasters and a rope course what you won't find is like something like a Sears or a J.C. JCPenney not in this century right so of course, we had COVID 19, and we, we think of this as a serious catalyst for change. Surprisingly, the experts say it didn't really shift the directions malls were going, but it did accelerate the process. So the game plan was always like for the internet age. And then the design process, which probably started in the mid 2000s, you know, to update malls picked up options directly outside the mall. I mean, on outside, like in nature, right? Because the pandemic pushed more and more businesses into pickup and delivery. So when that happened, some malls were prepared, but others were not because they were enclosed malls. Even as the pandemic is fading, people no longer and really want to be indoors with crowds. They would rather have an outdoor experience. So the outdoor experience is winning out. So that's why one reason that these outdoor um, shopping and entertainment uh, destinations have become popular because they're an entertainment center that can drive a whole family there, and it's still a mall. But in the years before the pandemic, of course, families pretty much had to go to the mall to get the things they needed. I mean, we used to have to go to the mall if you wanted a new stove or a refrigerator or any clothes or toys. But retail business had a big dramatic change with the emergence of the big box stores, you know, like like um, um, Costco or Walmart or, you know, any of these big these big stores, because. They kind of, you know, wiped out um, small retail. And then like the Walmarts get wiped out by Amazon when the trend started to go online, which again, the pandemic accelerated. So even in our town, there used to be a toy store. Now there's not a toy store. We don't have a big box store either. So I guess, you know, you either have to drive uh, half an hour, 40 minutes to get to a big box store or you're going to buy online. And so a lot of small retail t- uh, small retail stores have just gone the way of the cuckoo bird. And what has replaced them are coffee shops. But those coffee shops aren't just giving caffeine boosts to daytime shoppers. They are offering that energy to the offers workers who have desk space on the second floors and off the beaten track corners of the modern malls. So what's interesting, is if you go to a mall today you're going to find out that the so much is rented out by other industries Uh, you're going to see more businesses in malls than ever before and there's like shared conference rooms that have high internet spaces and many malls are turning into housing now i was kind of surprised by that but i suppose we shouldn't be because at least here in California, we know so well that there's not enough housing and especially affordable housing or any kind of housing to meet the demand. So a lot of malls are being turned into apartment complexes, which is rather interesting. Now, some malls are combining residential and retail. So they might have, you know, like 1,500 people living in a complex, Uh, in a residential component, maybe that's going up because there is a huge market for affordable to luxury housing that is walkable and a mall with a lot of apartments kind of offers that exact experience. So retail is going away, older tired malls are definitely going away and developers are looking to convert them into housing. And it seems like this would be just, you know, completely in direct opposition to what the men who first developed suburban malls back in the 50s were thinking about. But when you look at history and it reveals that malls and markets always revolved around having people close by. I know when I was living in Europe, it was normal if somebody owned a shop, they lived upstairs. I know that, you know, doctor's offices, sometimes the doctor's office just had a door that went into the living quarters of the family. If you were at a, um, a pharmacist, you the pharmacy was downstairs, the family lived upstairs. In Greek and Roman markets, that's how they were built. They were built in the middle of very crowded cities and they were the focal point of civic activity, you know, up until literally, the automobile I think America kind of started that with the malls and the big boxes and then housing had to be nearby before you had a way to get anywhere so any kind of retail store to survive housing was usually above it or next to it or with it so if malls of the 2030s are going to be heavy on co-working spaces and towers of apartments and lots of entertainment We cannot be surprised because evolution is always in action and it's just going to be a new equilibrium. But regardless of the mix, balls are not going away. They have always been with us for ages and, you know, in different ways and for good reason because despite our mobile lives, it is always great to be around people, to see people, to be able to eat and shop and visit and get entertained. And how much easier is this to do if all you have to do is step out your front door and then you find yourself in the mall. <laughs> now that, that would not be good for me because I definitely prefer the farm life and being out in nature, but it is really a good thing for so many people. The only issue that I'm seeing with it at the moment is the expense of the housing. I know um, in a city not too far from where I am, there's a lot of apartments and condos going up. And to me, they are uglier than anything and they have no outdoor space and no balconies. And I don't know what you would do if, if COVID hit again, but they're incredibly expensive. The benefit is they're right downtown. So you don't need a car. You just can walk wherever you want to get want to go. So perhaps that's a, a plus. But anyway, start looking at the mall makeover. It makes for a very interesting conversation. And possibly it's going to be a great living uh, way for some of you who are listening right now. Well, this is our show for today. Make sure you're tuned in to Star Style Be The Star You Are. me every wednesday 4 to 5 p.m or pick us up um, on uh, your favorite station wherever you like to listen to your radio i am always happy to be here with you and hope that we can change your life for the better and make your dreams come true for more information about star style productions or to purchase any of my books including my new book family forever please visit cynthiabryan.com and to get involved with the charity, make a donation or uh, just know what's going on. Visit org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse and motivate. I want you to see beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future and celebrate every moment of your life. And I do hope you will pick up Family Forever. Because reading a book is like having a garden in your pocket. <laughs> it's lots of blooming going on. Until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your apologetically authentic self. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. And be here with me next week. Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Make it a great week. Thanks for joining me.
0: Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com.